Hello everyone and welcome to The Stagey Place, the podcast where I, Elliot, get to chat with those who work behind the scenes in theatre, from playwrights to producers to directors to stage managers. And in this episode, I am chatting with playwright Dawn King, who is currently the writer of Addictive Beat, which is playing at the Southwark Park Galleries until the 7th of October 2022. I had the absolute pleasure in talking with Dawn recently about her career, about how she started off as a playwright, plus what her advice may be for those who are looking to become a playwright within the industry. Also, as well as talking about her current project, Addictive Beat, I'm giving you an exclusive listen to one of the tracks created especially for the production. So do make sure you are listening out about halfway through this interview where we'll be giving you that exclusive listen. So without any further ado, here is my interview with playwright Dawn King. Hello Dawn and welcome to The Stagey Place. How are you doing today? I'm good, yeah, I'm really good. Fantastic. We've just said that we've caught you on a very busy week because we should talk about you being the writer of Addictive Beat, which is currently playing at a Southwark Art Gallery and you opened just recently. So let's talk about how the performances have been going so far. Yeah, so we've had two previews. Tonight is our opening night party. We're really, really excited about that because once it kind of feels like it's the opening night party, it feels like it's really real. Previews, we've still been testing a few things and trying to get the the tech stuff right. Yeah. And Dawn, I'm really excited to talk about Addictive Beat later on in this episode. But first of all, what I want to do, and I do this with all my guests, is ask Mm -hmm. about them and how they got into theatre. So for you, Dawn, looking back when you first discovered theatre, what was it about this art form that you really enjoyed and wanted to then pursue it as a career? Well, I'm not from an arty family and there was no theatre in my hometown, although there is now. I'm from Stroud in Gloucestershire. So I I got into theatre through school, being in school plays and then going on school trips. That was my first really real experiences of theatre was like at school. And I I had a really amazing drama teacher called Liz Saker at secondary school. And I chose a secondary school specifically so because I wanted to go to the one that had drama. But I didn't think that that was something that I'd be able to do for a job because I didn't understand that you could sort of do theatre unless you wanted to be an actor. Yes. And so I I moved away from theatre and studied media. And then when I moved to London to kind of try to get a job in the media, I ended up getting into theatre through the Young Writers programmes at the Soho Theatre and the Royal Court. That's kind of how it it happened. I mean, I've always been really into stories and reading and storytelling. Yeah. The the parts of school that I was really good at were the parts that involved writing words, (laughs) like stories of different kinds, you know, like history, English rather like the, those parts that's kind of how I got into it so through those kind of I, I don't know what you call them kind of like open access kind of school and it wasn't from a, like an arty family or, or anything although my family were incredibly supportive so yes yeah that's really exciting and so following on from those writing workshops at the Soho Theatre and the mm. Court, what has been so far for you the like pinnacle of your career something that you've really enjoyed and really invested and you've been like this is why I'm a writer in this industry I I'd say that usually whatever project you're working on at the time is your kind of current pinnacle yeah. I and mean, I definitely believe in living in kind of enjoying the moment when it's happening. This year has been a very unusual year in that I had a German premiere of my play The Trials in Dusseldorf in January 
And then I had the English language premiere of the trials at the Donmar Warehouse last month. And that was really incredible. And now I'm doing this. And then in a month, I'm going to Germany to kind of start rehearsing a show with Katie Mitchell. And that has happened because a couple of shows were delayed because of COVID. Yeah. But I was looking at my CV the other day and realised that there have been years when I haven't had a show in this country I mean, let alone two shows in London, one after the other. So I hope that this isn't like the pinnacle, but like it definitely feels like it's been a very good year. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, you can't favour one job over another. And yeah, living in the moment because you never know what's going to come up next. But it's major, the stuff, the trials. I didn't realise that you had the show on in Germany at the start of the year. That's incredible as well. And then going over to work with Katie Mitchell, who is a major director that I absolutely adore. So that's incredible to hear that you'll be doing something over there with her. But we're going to jump back over to... Addictive Beat now, Dawn. Addictive Beat, I've read, is a bit of a mix between theatre and a rave, right? So as the writer, when you're creating this story, I guess you're also having to think about all the other technical elements within the show as well. Like, how has the writing process been for this project in particular? Yeah, this is an idea that I had a, I had a while ago. And originally, I tried to kind of make it into a circus show. So there was a 20-minute version of it that existed at the Roundhouse Circus Fest in maybe 2017. And that didn't really work because there's too much story. It's a story about two young musicians who are having difficult times in their lives and they can't quite figure out like how to sort of make their way creatively and the, the difference between having something that you do creatively and that you kind of do for you and then how it's different when you when it becomes a career and you have to do doing it for other people or for for kind of adulation or love or money or fame all these different things and how ultimately something that you do that people say is great might make you feel great and what happens when you really need that because you're not feeling great and we also have been thinking a lot about any kind of thing that you might use to make yourself feel good when you're not feeling good so like coffee sugar alcohol obviously there's a full range and they make they make a a beat which a track which is so so addictive and it's like a drug that you kind of experience through your ears that's why it's called addictive beat and it's kind of it's that's what it's about so in the show we have a lot of music so we have original music we have a collaborator anecdote who's made original songs for the show we have some of those that are already on spotify and then we have our like kind of sound designer composer don coyote who's made a score for the whole show and the space is Dilston Gallery was a church and then it was a squat and now it's an art gallery so it's a really incredible space and the two characters who are musicians there's a point where like one of the characters is a DJ producer and the other character is a singer-songwriter and so there's points where the singer-songwriter Robbie performs two songs and then there's parts where they're they're playing music or you hear the music that they've made or you hear the music that's part of their world so we've got this score which kind of encompasses just the whole span of like music history really it's really it's really amazing and then there's a lot of movement in the show so they're moving and dancing as well so it's kind of very non-naturalistic and quite an unusual form which I'm really I'm really excited about it (laughs) yeah and I guess does that allow the audience to kind of move as well because obviously I don't know this art gallery at all is it a seated production are audiences standing along with the performers themselves yeah so the space is basically an empty church with nothing in it and it's got this incredible huge high ceiling that kind of goes up into the these kind of wooden beams yeah and we built some space in there and so the performers are in there and the audience are standing around the space and the speakers are kind of all around them as well so it's essentially this kind of 3d immersive sort of sound experience with the performers kind of in different spaces and that is really exciting as well because the performers are are now now that we have people in the space they're reacting to the audience and and kind of making eye contact with them and it feels really exciting you know to have that 
kind of closeness and also people can kind of move around like if they if they're like I want to I want to move over there so I can see better they can kind of move and now that you have audiences in the space for you as a writer what is this preview period like for you because I guess you're watching the audience to see how they are interacting with the piece itself to actually have this story that you've been wanting to do for years and years and years and now you've got an audience in the space how does that feel to you it feels amazing I mean there's always a point when Actually, one of my one of the team said to me, and I can't remember who it was, actually, said, all this has happened because you had an idea. And it's true, you know, like a, a while ago, quite a long time ago, like, you know, years and years ago, I had an idea. And then suddenly it's a thing and there are people and it's kind of real. And that's yeah. really amazing. I suppose that with this show, because the music, the sound, the lights, the tech, the movement is like such an important part of the show yeah. that in previews what we've really been doing is you know making adjustments to those things so for example like the sound balance you know like wherever you stand in the space you'll you'll have a different listening experience it's like a kind of 3d immersive yeah. sound that you're in and so we've been trying we've just been trying to trying to check the levels and like moving around and standing in different places and so all of that is really exciting i mean it's quite it is a very unusual show in that the script for the show is like 50 pages but the show is is in like an hour and 40 okay um, yeah so i wrote things which i knew would be brought to life by the director the designer the sound designer the movement director and the actors yeah. and all i have to do is write like two sentences saying <laughs> saying something like they created the tiktok you know whatever it is and i'm like i don't have to fix that i don't have to make that thing that's okay i've done my best so yeah <laughs> um, and and that's that's great like i'm really excited about that i love yeah. i love the collaborative nature of theater dawn thanks so much for answering the questions so far here on the stagey place in this installment of the episode i'm now going to give the listeners a little bit of a sneak listen to one of the tracks in the show so coming up now listeners we are going to listen to a live by boundless theater who are presenting addictive beat spent a long time running 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 to a Straight! 
I know that you've spoken a little bit already about what the show is like. So have there been any particular responses that you've had that have really stuck with you in these early days of the performances? The audiences are really enjoying. I mean, it's quite an unusual show. And I think that people, when they arrive and they see the space, it's not like just going to the theatres that you've been going to. It's not like that. It's, it's wow, this is something really different. Yeah. And the I mean, I would say as well, people have been really responding to the performances. We've got two incredible performers in Finn Whitehead and Bodicea Ricketts. And they are really, like, they are giving absolutely barnstorming kind of like incredible performances. And it really is theatre in that you're really going on an emotional journey with these characters. You know, it is also a show that has has movement and dance. They're dancing, you know, they're really dancing in it. Like probably, you know, we have our movement director, Ira Mandelis Siobhan, and he's done an incredible job. So audiences have really, the fact that you're really, you're really kind of close to them as they're giving these real performances. And that was a thing that I, I wanted. I wanted it to feel, it has a lot of meaning in it and it does get quite emotional and it also gets quite sweaty for the performers. <laughs> and also for the audience, you can have a little dance if you want. In fact, we yeah. would encourage that. So yeah. I'll be there tonight and I'm definitely going to be um, having a little dance. Yeah. <laughs> and so for my final question on Addictive Beat, what I really want to know is, is there something, is there a moment, is there a feeling you want audiences to take away from the production? I know you said already that there's some bits on Spotify that people can listen mm -hmm. to. Would you suggest people come listening to that sort of thing before watching the production? Or is there something that you want them to take away spiritually, emotionally, physically from the production? I don't think people need to do any kind of pre-show listening prep. Okay. I think they can come. I think that probably, I mean, everybody's going to have their own experience. I think that people are going to come and then they might find themselves having had a real, you know, have, having had a real kind of emotional connection with these young characters. And yeah. it's, it's, it's a thing that we can all think about, which is why is it that I want to be told that I'm great by other people? Um, you know, and what happens if I don't feel great and I don't want to think about the fact that I don't feel great. So, you know, we 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 we, we talked about that a lot in the team. You know, yeah. it, it isn't just about the kind of particular experience of like a young musician. It has universal things in it, I think. That's that's amazing. So, Dawn, thank you so much for coming on to talk about Addictive Beat. Dawn, let's talk about advice that you may have for younger people wanting to get into this industry. So as a writer, have you got any sort of advice for any listeners out there who want to become a writer in this industry? Yeah, I mean, I teach writing to teenagers and to adults and I have been doing that for years. And I'd say that one of the things about wanting to be a writer is nobody can stop you from starting to do it. Yeah. So if you want to be a writer, you can start writing. If you want to be a writer? Great. Start writing. Don't just have one thing, have more than one thing. So, you know, if, if you've got what, if you've got a play or a film or, or whatever it is, have that, but then also have some other ideas that you're kind of working on or maybe some short things. And you're going to need to kind of try and keep trying. You're going to need to be tenacious and you won't make any money from writing for a long time, which sounds like I'm kind of making a kind of joke, but I'm not actually it takes a long time to make any money out of, out of writing yeah so make sure that you've got something that you can do that supports you financially and spiritually and allows you to kind of pursue that if that's what you want to do yeah, yeah. dawn well thank you so much for coming on to talk about addictive beat which is playing at the southwark park galleries until the 7th of october it's been a pleasure to have you on but dawn i've got one final question for you and this is the question that i ask all my guests and this is based on the title of this podcast and that 
is the stagey place. And what I love to know, it's kind of the USP of this podcast, is finding out where my guests' stagey place is. So mm-hmm. this could be the local theatre that you grew up with. It could be the place, it could be like the Soho Theatre or the Royal Court where you were doing the writing workshops. It could be the theatre that you first had your debut writing credit. It could just be the theatre that really inspired you to want to become a writer. So Dawn King revealed to us, whereabouts is your stagey place? I think that my stagey place has grown so that I would probably have at one point told you a particular theatre, but now I feel genuinely that it's the whole of theatre as a kind of scene, by which I mean that I think I could go and see a show in most venues and there probably would be one person I knew in the audience or involved yeah. in the show. That's incredible and it's taken a long time to kind of get to that point. So all all, all of all of theatre, I'd say. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the stage of the universe. It's just, it's yeah. just anywhere yeah. and everywhere. And that's amazing as well. I think it's really lovely that you can go to those sorts of places and support someone that you know in the production or like you say see somebody in the audience and be at this point where you can have that moment dawn it's been an absolute pleasure to have you on today to talk about addictive beat and to talk about your career as a writer up to this point and your advice for younger people dawn thank you so much for coming on to the podcast thank you And there we go, that was my interview with playwright Dawn King, who is currently the writer of Addictive Beat, playing at the Southwark Park Galleries until the 7th of October. If you are really interested in booking tickets for the production, do make sure to head over to boundlesstheatre.org.uk, where you can also listen to some extra tracks, along with the one that we played in this episode, that feature within Addictive Beat itself. Whilst you're online, why not check out our social media channels? We are now on Instagram, Twitter and TikTok, where I am sharing all the latest vlogs from my theatre trips around the UK, including my recent trip to the Octagon Theatre in Bolton, where I saw the musical theatre adaptation of Marcus Zusak's The Book Thief. Where, if you are an avid listener of this podcast, you will know that I spoke to the artistic director and director of that production, Lottie Wakeham, recently here on the stagey place. So it was a real delight to go and see the book thief, and you can hear my thoughts by checking out our Instagram at the stagey place, where you will find the vlog from that trip to the book thief. And that's all for today's episode. Once again, I'd love to thank Dawn King for being an incredible guest in today's instalment of The Stagey Place. And until I hear from you next, please do make sure that you are keeping safe and staying stagey. Goodbye.